Pacific specialist says an an inter-tribal massacre which claimed more than 50 lives in Papua New Guinea's Inga province is by no means an isolated incident. Former RNZ Pacific senior journalist Johnny Blades has been following events in some of the most remote corners of that region for decades. Johnny Blades joins us now. Good morning. Morning, Karen. Yeah, can you try and explain to us what is going on here? This is an inter-tribal war is it? Has it been going for some time? What is happening? Yeah, it is a war really. I mean, it's a, it's an endless sort of cycle of payback killings between two main tribes, I guess. Um, but it's, it started with a, an attack by one tribesman on a person from another tribe. And subsequent payback uh, attacks have just escalated and got larger to the point of last weekend's attack. And how big are these tribes? Well, I mean, there's thousands in some cases, or hundreds. I mean, this is a remote part of PNG, but it's densely populated. These are, and they're sort of, the tribes arm themselves. Uh, there's been an influx of weapons that's really increased in recent years, which has kind of worsened this. And the police uh, don't have a lot of control on it. Okay, so this is a particularly bad episode to have so many people massacred. Do we know what happened in this particular incident or why it suddenly flared up like this? Well, as I said, it was just uh, the latest in a series of paybacks, and uh, it happened to be an ambush attack. So, I mean, footage has emerged of, uh, you know, 50 or 60 bodies being dumped on the back of a police truck. Um, The police weren't on the scene until later, but uh, this is where it's at. It's quite vicious, and uh, it doesn't really show any sign of abating because, as I say, the police, they're outgunned and they're outmanned, really, Um, and it's the same with the defence force. So they can't contain it, although, they, they, to be fair, the police have made attempts to hold peace talks and to, to have lockdowns, but they, in the long run, fail. Uh, the, the longest lockdown last year for three months. After that, the fighting just resumed. And Inga is the worst of the, the fighting provinces in the highlands, but there are a couple other neighbouring provinces which have you know, the same problem. Where do they get their weapons and, and, and guns from? Well, PNG has weak border security, really, and so... The guns are coming across from across the border with Indonesia, from West Papua, you know, the, the western side of New Guinea, where there's a conflict between the Indonesian military and Papuan independence fighters. So a lot of guns come in that way, or across the porous sort of water border on the Torres Strait uh, between PNG and Australia. But some of these guns, I mean, they used to be, it wasn't just a few years ago, they were homemade guns or guns left over from World War II. But now it's, uh, you know, it's high automatic weapons, high-powered weapons and M16s, military issue, American military issue. So they have a border problem. They have a security um, problem, really, in that sense. Is Australia helping? Australia is is generally the security partner of choice for Papua New Guinea, and they do have a policing pact, which was firmed up again last year. But uh, there's a lot of opposition in PNG to giving police officers from other countries immunity. So they kind of stopped it going any further than just being police in an advisory role. But I think now uh, the Prime Minister of Papua New Guinea, James Marape, is sort of talking about they will be talking with Australia about perhaps, uh, you know, looking... I mean, is there a need for a Ramsey-type force here, some sort of an uh, intervention to try and restore peace here in terms of what we saw, say, in, uh, you know... Uh, in the Solomons? Yeah. Yeah, well, I think some people are suggesting it, but there's a lot of opposition to it within the parliament and PNG because of, they don't want... There's sovereignty issues at play. And remember last year as well, PNG signed a deal with the US uh, to give some US Navy um, you know, some access to ports and stuff. And again, uh, some 
opposition elements were upset that that infringes on PNG's sovereignty. But, you know, as you know, that this is contested space, so to speak. So China is also vying to strengthen security ties uh, with PNG. And there's no doubt that uh, there'll be phone calls being made, you know, and I think Australia, Canberra will be anxious that their police, uh, if there's going to be more, that I mean, will be on the ground. Underlying this is a lack of development, lack of opportunity, lack of infrastructure that is exacerbating this problem? Yes, but also no, because I mean the Highlands region is where some of the big resource extractive projects are, like some, some truly big mines, as well as this huge LNG gas project that ExxonMobil uh, runs. And that has injected a lot of new technologies, uh, people and cash into the highlands. But not everyone's feeling the benefits, you know, and some are, and that creates resentment. And that is sometimes what is driving these tribal conflicts. So if the, if the development was more even, that would certainly help. That's, that's one of the drivers. Johnny, thank you very much for that analysis. Johnny Blades, their former RNZ Pacific senior journalist, uh, has been keeping a close watch on the situation in Papua New Guinea's Inga province.